You're listening to a podcast from Reality Honolulu. For more information or ways to get involved in the life of the church, visit realityhonolulu.com. Thanks for listening. Aloha and welcome again. Thank you guys so much for joining us uh, here this morning. And specifically, happy Mother's Day to all our amazing moms and grandmas and aunties and moms-to-be and Hanai moms in our lives. We love you. We're so grateful for you. Not only would the world not exist without you, but it would not be a good place either. Um, I was raised by a single mom, and so... uh, Single moms out there, too, you guys have a special place in my heart for you. Um, But we love you, and we're so grateful for you, and we're so thankful that you are here um, today, and you're celebrated well. uh, All of you are celebrated well today. Um, One more shout-out and praise about yesterday. Uh, As David said, as your form says, guys, this was the first time we did this, and we did not know what to expect We for sure were overwhelmed by the food quantity. Every single one of us were doubting. uh, Well, maybe not all of us, but most of us were like, wow, what are we going to do with this food? But again, we we helped feed almost 700 um, yesterday uh, specifically. And uh, people were so blessed, so grateful. And it was a tremendous show of love to our community. We got an email yesterday from one of those... uh, women that came, and I want to read it with you as a very personal testimony of what we did yesterday and how it uh, affected our community. So here's what it says. If I get choked up, it's because it's choke up worthy. All I can say, this is her email, is while I'm pretty much lost for words, I left with big smiles. The people that are volunteering their time to make other families happy and healthy Uh, Awesome service, awesome standing in the hot sun, still with smiles on their face. Unbelievable, unbelievable, triple exclamation point. You never know what you are doing for a family till you look into where they are in life. How much you folks have helped me with the food hub. I was in tears when I left and gave everyone a big mahalo uh, for my family because they've been struggling for a while. Only one source of income. We have four adults, two children. This has been a very big blessing today. It's actually put a lot of sunshine on my family again. We're struggling, but with God by our side, everything is possible. I just wanted to say, much mahalo from my family to yours. Guys, this is why we do it. This is, that was like one of the families that we were able to minister to yesterday. But, uh, it's only the beginning, church. Humble to be on this ride with you. And uh, again, we're going to be doing this the every first Saturday of the month, showing the love of Jesus to families. Isn't that amazing, though? Praise God. Praise God. Um, but without further ado, we're going to jump into our time in God's Word. But let me go ahead and pause, and would you join with me in praying for this time? God, we thank you as we've been hearing right now how you're moving in our midst. And God, we thank you for this time in history that you've placed us as a church, specifically at this school, this part of our island home. And God, we want to sit ourselves under your word now and continue to grow as disciples, as a community following Jesus, seeking renewal in the land. 
We pray, God, that you would equip us, teach us. Would you stir in us today more of a passion for our time with you, the way we communicate with you, specifically, God, um, the way in which we interact and listen and hear and speak with you. Uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, if you are just joining us, we are in week three of a six-part series that we're calling This Is Reality. And the aim or the intention behind why we're doing this series is to share with those that are new uh, what we're about and what is most important to us, as well as remind those that have been here since the beginning what's most important to us and really what we use as a guide to direct us, what's foundational, what are the pillars, what are we directed by as a church family. Um, the last two weeks, we've highlighted the Word of God and worship. We went kind of dug deep into those and how it relates to us as a church. If you weren't here or you missed those, I would highly encourage you to go onto either our website, the sermon page, or our YouTube channel for the video, or our Apple pod, on Apple Podcasts, the Reality Honolulu channel, to be reminded or catch up, especially if this is your church home, or you're thinking about it being your church home. This would be super important to kind of know what we're about, and um, highly encourage you to go back and listen, and, uh, or, or, or watch that. But today, we jump into the third foundational topic, and that is prayer. Uh, prayer. We did worship, we did the Word of God, now we're doing prayer. Um, and first, I just want to kind of say what we believe about prayer, or what we believe prayer to be. This is what we believe. We believe that prayer, in a very basic way, is communication between humanity and God. We, we believe prayer to be the means by which we interact, commune with, and stay in union and connected to our Father who's in heaven. We believe that prayer is also that we as Christians should do often, regularly, and actually become something that's a natural act that is built into the daily walks of our lives with God. Not just at church, not just for some Christians, not just when I'm told to, not just because it's a religious act, but we believe that prayer should be something that's natural and built into the life of the believer and the follower of Jesus, um, and it becomes natural. We also believe, which is really important, that the Father, our Father in heaven, is actually attentive to our prayers. When we speak, when we pray, he listens. He's desiring to listen, to hear from us. We believe that our Father is attentive to our prayers, and he wants to hear from his kids. And we also believe that whatever we ask God, who is listening, in his name, according to his will, he gives us that thing in which we ask. It's not falling on deaf ears. It's not falling on an unloving heart or a heart of judgment. 
It's falling on our Father's ears who loves his kids that is waiting to hear from us. We also believe that prayer is powerful, right, to move the hand of God, to push back the attempts of the evil one, and ultimately to see God's kingdom come into this broken world. Like God save, God heal, God redeem, God feed. God help. We believe that our prayers are powerful. Not only does God hear them, but he he moves. He is moved by our prayers. He moves the hand of God. And as a church, uh, as a local expression of God's universal church, capital C, we believe that anything good in this church has come and will come from asking, knocking, and seeking God in prayer. It's his doing. He did it. His hand moved. He, he gets all the credit because we asked, or we sought him, or, or we prayed, or we asked him to do it. And so that said, um, that's like a super short synopsis of what we believe in as prayer. There's more to it. That's more or less what we believe. That's what we're operating out of. But also, uh, I want to share a little bit of our origin story, the history of us and prayer. Um, For those that don't know it, uh, Reality Honolulu comes from a family of churches that started on the mainland. Um, There's about 10 of them now. Uh, Lauder in California, then East Coast in Boston, and then in uh, Europe, London as well. We are the youngest, we're the newest, whatever you want to call us. Um, we're the last one that came out, um, but there is about 10 of us, and the first one started in 2003 in a little beach town, if you're familiar with uh, California, it's called Carpinteria, and it's just south of Santa Barbara, maybe about an hour and a half north of LA, but a part of the DNA, you could say, of the reality family, and how over the last almost 20 years now, This kind of small church planting movement that God has called us to plant churches kind of all over. Um, Part of our DNA is that when we're starting another reality or when we feel like God is prompting us to start another church plant, uh, is that the main thing, really, the first thing, the main thing that we do is gather as a church and pray for like a really long time in discernment and in preparation of a church plant. Um, For each reality church plant, it's like nine months leading up to the plant where like weekly the church gathered, not only in the sending church, but kind of all the churches start praying over this new work for God to move. And then right before it starts, we actually invite all the realities to come to that very city in which we're called. And we go on what we call is a prayer tour. Um, and what happens is it's a series of days where we walk through this city. I've been, um, privileged enough that every single church plan over the last 20 years in all those places, I've been able to do this. Um, but in a handful of you have done it as well, or a lot of them, but we go to this city and over a series of days, we learn the history of the city, the spiritual climate of that place. Uh, we meet in different sites. Um, We hear from different pastors, 
uh, that's been doing ministry in that place for a long time. We spend significant time praying over that place, walking through neighborhoods, asking God to move. Um, we did this here in the summer of 2017. We invited all the other realities, and a little over 150 people flew in from the mainland in Europe, and we spent about a week praying over this new work and all that God would do. Um, a handful of you guys were a part of that. This is some almost five years ago now. I have a few pictures, I think. So this is Capiolani Bandstand. Um, you know, every morning and every evening we would be around different places and then we would walk the neighborhoods. We'd split out in vans and, and hit the ground and pray and talk with people. This is Capiolani Bandstand. What do we got next? Oh, that's the palace. So about a block away, little do we know that five years later we would be about a block away, but we spent time learning the rich, wonderful, but also complicated history of Hawaii and Christianity and all that's happened, and began to pray into it and ask God that we would be a church that would seek renewal um, and healing, and all things would come through his spirit moving. Um, this is actually, I believe, Manoa Elementary School Cafeteria, um, and this is just us praying over the launch team and all that God would do, and we have, I can share and tell a bunch of other stories, but we spent a week doing this, and not only did we have these larger gatherings praying over specific neighborhoods and places and what God would do in and through reality Honolulu, but we walked the neighborhood and did that. It was a powerful time. And the reason why I want to bring you into that and tell you a little history lesson and show you some pictures is that I can say with confidence that so much that has happened over the last four and a half years, even like the testimony of yesterday, is a part of what we did on this prayer tour. I can say with confidence that, we, that, 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 was, sowing, that was sowing the seeds and asking God to go before us and even the fact that we're meeting here or at a Leolani Elementary in Kaimuki prior and the relationship with Principal Joe and the favor and the open doors, I could go on and on and on about the ways that God has led us. God's done it. And we, we do these kind of prayer tours. We, we make a big deal about prayer. It's, be, it's because we believe what the psalmist would say in Psalm 127 verse 1 that says, Unless the Lord builds his church, we labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds his church, we labor in vain. And again, due to so many of our brothers and sisters in Christ from our extended reality family who came to pray, uh, again, which a handful are in this room, um, this church was started, uh, really, really started in the foundation, was in prayer. So grateful for, for that. Um, but next, I want to talk about how this plays out for us now. How does prayer play out for us now as a church family? Um, well, I'm reminded when, when Jesus was asked, right, by one of the experts of the Jewish law as to what was, like, the most important command, right? In other words, according to, you know, Old Testament Jewish laws given by God to Moses on Mount Sinai, um, you know, those that were following Jesus and observing his own life asked, 
In other words, if we're going to just concentrate on a few Jesus of these 613 laws that were given to Moses, if you're just going to pick a few as the most important, what should we do or what would they be? He was asked this. Uh, Jesus responds by saying there's two. Out of those 613, there's two. Number one is to love the Lord with all your heart and your mind and your strength. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love your neighbor. There's two things that the church, that the followers of Jesus, if you get caught up with Church can get complicated. It's weird how we can complicate church and complicate Christianity sometimes. But in the words of Jesus, to be reminded, what are the two most important things? Love me with all that you are and love your neighbor as myself. And so for us as a church, we actually see prayer as one of the main ways we can see both of those things come to pass in our midst. Here's what I mean. You see, to cultivate like a close union with Christ or for us to foster a deep, loving relationship with God, communication must be a fundamental part of it, right? Just equate it to normal relationships in life for a second, human relationships. Just like communication in any relationship is foundational, right? And closeness to that other person or health of the relationship depends upon the amount of and the depths of your listening and speaking to one another. We all know this really well because we've all been in relationships. We are in relationships. A lot of times, relationships rise and fall over communication. There's other factors too, but that's a big one. So prayer for us, right, is the very communication that keeps us in union with Christ, And it continues to cultivate and maintain a loving relationship with him. That's why uh, we try to, as much as we can, highly encourage and provide space to engage in prayer. Um, Why would we we teach on it today as well? But, you know, prior to church, we have a prayer meeting. At Ohana groups, we we encourage you to pray. Um, Sunday gatherings during our second set of worship. Uh, in your personal devotional time, right? And, and we as a church, I, I want to grow in leading us into this even more, um, that we would exercise the ability, right, to, to listen for God's voice, to speak to him, to pray for one another's just more regularly and more naturally. That said, quick side plug and announcement. This summer, we're doing a new sermon series in the Psalms, summer in the Psalms, uh, subcaption is uh, more or less like the language of prayer. We're going to highlight about six, seven, eight Psalms. We're going to look at what, what they are, what type of prayer or type of praise they are. And then afterwards, during our second set of worship, we're going to have some directed times of prayer going to lead us through some exercises of how we might pray for one another, how we might be still before the Lord, or how we might um, rejoice, or all, all those things. So uh, summer, June and July on Sundays is going to be all time. So if you're like, hey guys, summer's here, I'm going to check out. I'm going to go to the beach more. Go more, but just not Sunday mornings. <laughs> like, so Saturday or after church, or like, it's 10 o'clock, so even quick before. But 
Sunday mornings, June and July specifically, they're going to be amazing. But nonetheless, coming back, our heart as a church is that each of us grows in closer relationship with Christ. Right? That's, that's the main thing. Um, one of the main ways we can do that is through prayer. Um, and so we want to try to cultivate that more and more. And we're going to do that more on Sundays even. Secondly, according to Jesus, not only should we love him with all that we are, but we should love our neighbor as ourselves. Secondly, we believe as a church, prayer is the means by which we see God's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Or one of the primary main ways. And we get this concept from Jesus himself, where in Matthew chapter 6, which is a part of the Sermon on the Mount, which we spent nine months on, Jesus gives us a model prayer to follow. He actually, he helps us a lot. He says, this is the way you should pray. It's not complicated. He just said, this is the way you should pray. Uh, Matthew 6, 9 through 12. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Right, God, don't, don't uh, hear me wrong here. Right, God definitely wants to and will use all of us to have redemption and renewal come. Absolutely. But it definitely will start with prayer. As a church, we pray because we believe it changes things. Again, it's not just religious, it's not just tradition, it's not just because we're at church, we should pray. We believe as a church that prayer changes things. We believe that it moves the hand of God. I mean, think about that. If you actually believe that, God in heaven, the moment we pray, he stops, he hears. And what can God do? Well, everything. He, hands, he holds the span of the universe in the palm of his hands, Isaiah says. What can he not do? So, so see how I want to try to help us grow in this reality that, that, that prayer is the mode by which we talk to our Father and our Father moves to bring healing and restoration in the world around us. Because I hope you don't agree, disagree with me on this one. Especially in, the light, in light of the amount of brokenness that surrounds us in the world. Church, there is no better a time... <laughs> For the church to heed the call and press in and ask God for exceedingly abundantly more than we can actually pray for. God, we need you. We need your love. We need your healing. We need your restoration. We need, we need you. <laughs> Even if you don't have the specifics. I believe it's our time to shine as a church to step in to the arena of prayer and ask God for big things. Which brings me to uh, my last point. And this is, how, <coughs> excuse me, how I hope that we as a church would grow in these areas. And again, over the course of the life of our church, over the last four and a half years or so, um, 
I believe that we've given good attention to prayer, but it's also ebbed and flows in our church. Um, you know, how much attention, how much, how many people come, how many people engage. You know, it's the story of every church's life. How do we get more people to come to the prayer meeting? The prayer meeting where the church is gathered. You ask any pastor, any staff, this is the story of our life. Um, but again, Prayer, I do think, though, is the one area I think we can currently grow in. And I want to I challenge us in that. Uh, and I want to call us to participate even more, or, or even change the way we think about prayer or the prayer meeting at a church. Um, again, we've prayed in many different times and many different contexts, specifically over the last few years. Zoom, distance, small group, big group, whenever we can, however we can, we've done it. Um, and it's been amazing. But currently, right, we live all over this island. It's hard to get together. And kind of who wants to do Zoom anymore, honestly? Nobody, nobody does unless they have to, let's be honest. Um, but because we're spread out, Sundays are this connection point in town where at least the most of us are gathered the most frequently. And We've actually put our church prayer meeting 15 minutes before 10, even though we're like island time and like 10, 10 is really our start. From 9.45 to 10, we have our prayer meeting where we gather as a church to pray for our church, for God to move, for God to use us and to meet us. And I would love to have you come. I know you can do it. I know you can get here earlier to do this. I know you can. There's no judgment if you don't right now. I just want to encourage you and let you know and like ask you if you could. Because I believe it's so important and it needs a little life. Charles Spurgeon once famously said that the prayer meeting of the church is actually the lungs of the church. Meaning the life that happens in the church is because of what happens at the prayer meeting. So as a pastor... As your pastor, if that's what I am to you, um, I would love to invite you to join me and us at the prayer meeting. And I told this to the prayer meeting this morning because we actually prayed for prayer at the prayer meeting. Is if you have a choice to make, I can only really go for an hour to church. Don't come to church, come to the prayer meeting instead. Yes, your pastor just said don't come to church. I want you to elevate the prayer meeting in your mind even more than this. I mean the same, but you know what I mean. Because we be I believe that it's what will happen here is because what will happen there. Underneath that easy corner, right down there in that courtyard. Again, it's not only there, but I, I want us to shift our paradigm, our value we put on it. And I just would love to have more people to come pray. And like David said, it's not like you have to be like me and all extroverted and... You don't even have to pray, but you could be there and you could just join with us and agree and gather with us to pray for God to move. Sound good? Um, also, we have more than just that prayer meeting. We have people that pray either on the side or kind of in the back over there during our second set of worship. And we just want you guys to take advantage of that. We just want you to like go and have them pray for you. And they would love to pray and take your request to God on your behalf. There's power in that. Also, we just want to normalize you, like, when you see each other. If someone says, like, hey, how was your week? Oh, it's hard. Hey, can I pray for you? Like, right there, right now. Just pray. 
to turn to the person next to you, pray. When you're at Ohana group or throughout the week or take a walk with someone on a Saturday morning and pray walk with them. Normalize prayer. No problem. Good? Yeah. It's for sure me. I'm moving over here. I'm trying. It's, I'm I honestly don't need a mic. Okay. Okay, I think I'm good. Zach Dunkerton for the win, always. Matt Titus for the win, always. Um, sorry, those are... Some of the masters back there. Um, but guys, I, I would love for us to just exercise this muscle to, to help us to grow in this area. And my hope for a church, and I'll just end here, is that uh, my hope as a church is that we don't get ahead of the Lord and we don't lag behind. Right? That we're dependent through prayer. God, you lead us. You guide us. And my heart, my desire is that we would not lean on our own understanding but in all our ways, we would uh, rely upon and acknowledge him through prayer. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this beautiful reminder that you are accessible. That Jesus, you have made a way so that we could speak with our Father. And now we can boldly approach the throne of grace in our time of need to receive help. Lord, I pray that we would not miss out. We would actually take full advantage of this gift that you've given us to pray. And for those of us that are in here, Lord, and that are just kind of intimidated or don't know how to pray or like, I just pray that you would you know, take the bar down and you would just uh, help us just to take baby steps into that and just engage in it. And we thank you, Lord, that you're really clear from your word that it's not about uh, the words that we say. You're not nitpicky. It's actually doesn't really matter. It's just the intention of our heart. And so, God, I just pray you'd help us to grow in this as a church. That even now, during this second set of musical worship, as we sing these songs, that we would turn to someone next to us and ask them if they need prayer, or we would just pray for them, or, or we would... Um, go to the prayer team or, or maybe God there would just be ways in which that you want to do stuff in our heart right now but we just want to surrender these next few minutes as we end our time and say Holy Spirit have your way pray this in Jesus name Amen